Welcome to Senior Connect, a podcast by Ogra. In this third part of our four-part series, host Andrea Parato delves into the many, varied emotions caregivers experience every day. The inability to control and manage a situation could lead to anger. Anger is a normal, sometimes healthy, protective human emotion. However, when it gets out of control and turns destructive, it can lead to a deterioration in personal relationships and a reduction in the quality of life. Anger is a common emotion both individuals with Alzheimer's disease and caregivers experience. If you are like most people, you may view emotions like anger or frustration as a sign of weakness. People tend to hide emotions they feel are negative but they are just as natural as emotions like joy and love, and you have a right to feel how you feel. It can be both stressful and dangerous to your health to keep negative emotions buried inside. While it is true that too much negativity can be toxic to those around you, it is important that you have a safe outlet for those emotions. Vent to a friend, diffuse your anger through exercise, grab a pillow to punch, or find a secluded place to have a good cry. How often have you lost it while providing care? or felt like you were on your last nerve. Anger and frustration are a normal part of being around someone who needs help on an ongoing basis and who might not be accepting of help. Caring for someone with Alzheimer's in particular can be even harder as the care receiver can be irrational and combative. It is not always possible to be in perfect control of your emotions. Anger just comes out sometimes. Forgive yourself. Find constructive ways to express yourself. Learn to walk away and give yourself a time out. Identify supportive people you can talk to who will listen as you vent about the things that happened that day. This is the feeling of both wanting to be doing what you are doing and the feeling of not wanting to be doing it. On bad days, one often has the feeling of wishing you didn't have to be there, that this ordeal will be over soon. On good days, caring for someone can be a gift to both you and the care receiver. Allow yourself to feel both sets of feelings. Everyone has these feelings. Neither the bad feelings nor the good ones will last forever. Feeling like things are out of control and not knowing how to bring them back into control often produces feelings of anxiousness. Anxiety can emerge as a short fuse, the impulse to run away, not sleeping, heart palpitations, or the urge to cry. Pay attention to your anxiety. It is your body's early warning system that something isn't right. When you feel anxious, stop, breathe, and keep breathing. Try praying, meditating, or making some tea. Engage in anything that will give you a break from what is happening in the moment. It is easy to become bored when you are stuck at home taking care of someone else and not doing things that fulfill your own wants and needs. And by the end of the day, you are often too tired to pursue something of interest to you. Respite can help. Getting a break from caregiving and having some time for yourself will not only increase your patience and resilience, but will give you a chance to do something that is meaningful to you, whether it is socializing, going for a walk, or reading a good book. When tired and stressed, it is harder to stay in control of the things we say and feel. Feelings can go up and down very rapidly. We can lash out at the littlest thing because we have no reserve. If you find yourself feeling cranky and irritable, you probably need a break. You also may need to get some rest as we are in less control when tired. Often we will turn to alcohol or our favorite junk food to reward ourselves when feeling this way. 
It is more beneficial to keep a journal or talk with a friend or professional to let off steam. As a caregiver, you are at risk for depression. Sometimes this is feeling hopeless or helpless, the inability to sleep or trouble getting up and facing the day. And sometimes it makes you want to cry. Depression is treatable and should be taken seriously. Professional help is available. Talk to your physician if you think you might be depressed. Join a caregiver support group, find a counselor who understands caregiving, and ask for help from friends and family. Exercise. Moving your body is a proven way to relieve some of the symptoms of depression. Having to help toilet someone can be too intimate of an experience for many caregivers. If the care receiver is incontinent of stool as well as urine, then changing an adult diaper can be nauseating and repulsive. Having to clean the private body parts of someone, like a parent, can be unnerving and uncomfortable. Watching someone eat sloppily or not care for personal appearance or having to clean up vomit can also cause feelings of disgust. The hardest thing about accepting our revulsion to these things is that the care receiver is not in control of these behaviors. But sometimes we think they are doing it on purpose just to get to us. Or we feel guilty because we think we should be accepting, but we are not. Finding ways to minimize your need to do personal care tasks, including incontinence care, is vital to weathering your caregiver journey, which could stretch on for years. Hire an attendant to do routine care or have someone from the family do these things who might cope better. It is important to know that when it comes to incontinence, you are not alone. Incontinence is one of the main reasons given for placing someone in a facility. Does your care receiver make impolite comments when you are out in public? Does he or she need to use the restroom right away and make a scene as you try to find one? Does he or she refuse to bathe and now have body odor? It is easy for us to feel responsible for the behavior of someone else and feel like it is our fault when these things happen. Some people create cards like business cards, which read, my loved one has dementia and can no longer control their behavior, that they hand out to those around them when they are having trouble, especially in restaurants. Some people just stop leaving the house because this is such a difficult problem to manage. It's easier to stay home. Others have friends, family members, or an attendant accompany them when they go out to help when needed. What if something happens? Will I be able to cope? Will I feel guilty? Am I responsible for things that go wrong? Caregivers take on a huge amount of responsibility, not only for the day-to-day care of the care receiver, but also for the other things that might happen while being a caregiver. Scaring ourselves about the what-ifs can be paralyzing and keep us from enjoying the what is. It is important to have contingency plans. So it might make sense to have a backup caregiver in mind in case something should happen to you or to think about how you would handle predictable medical emergencies based on what disabilities your care receiver has. When you get scared, it is often helpful to talk to someone who knows your situation and can give perspective and calm your fears. Frustration is a part of many other feelings, such as ambivalence, anger, and impatience. Sometimes, as a caregiver, you feel that you can't do anything right or that things just don't go as planned, no matter what you do or how hard you try. And if you are tired, you are more likely to get frustrated. Frustration may lead to stress eating, substance abuse, and a higher likelihood of losing your temper. 
Join a support group to learn the tricks other caregivers have learned to make coping easier. Get breaks from caregiving so you have time for you and a chance to regain your energy. Exercise and good night sleeps are always helpful. Watching the care receiver decline, not being able to do things that used to be easy and natural is sad. We also grieve for the care receiver, the person who they used to be and our relationship with that person. We often need to grieve the loss we are experiencing daily or it will come out as something else. Sometimes creating a ritual can be helpful. One caregiver would write on a piece of paper the things her husband could no longer do, then go to the ocean and throw the pieces in the water as a way of letting go. We tend to want to avoid the sadness that comes with grief, but allowing ourselves to feel it promotes acceptance and healing. Do you sometimes feel jealous of your friends who are able to go out and do things that you can no longer do because of your caregiving responsibilities? Are you jealous of your siblings who are not doing their share to help? Do you feel jealous of a friend whose parent died quickly and easily while you take care of a parent who has had dementia for many years? Are you jealous of someone who got a big inheritance since you are struggling to pay bills and to be a good caregiver? We often don't admit to this feeling because we have always been told not to be jealous, but that doesn't mean that we don't, in fact, feel jealous from time to time of those who have it easier or better than us. It's okay to admit to being jealous because things are not fair. We often have flashes of resentment and envy at other people's good fortune compared to our own. Jealousy is a problem when we allow it in and prevent ourselves from enjoying the things we do have. Focus on what you do have, whatever that may be, and find a place in your heart for gratitude. Most of us do not want to be dependent on someone else. Learning to accept help is hard. So the care receiver is often pushing away our attempts to be helpful and caring. If someone has dementia, this problem is often much worse. And we get our feelings hurt because the care receiver does not thank us or even see how much we are giving up caring for them. Sometimes we must give ourselves our own pat on the back. Writing in a journal about the things you do each day might help you to appreciate how much you give and how much you do. Having a support group or a group of friends or family to cheer you on is important and both comforting and necessary to remain resilient through your caregiving journey. This often occurs in individuals with Alzheimer's disease. In some instances, family may abandon the individual with Alzheimer's disease or the disease itself could cause them to socially withdraw from others. The longer you are a caregiver, the more isolated you become. With no one to talk to day in and day out except the care receiver, it is easy to lose a sense of yourself. Friends stop calling since we are no longer available and we hesitate to call them because we know they don't want to hear about it anymore, or I have nothing to talk about because my life is all about caregiving. Find ways to get out of the house and involved in something other than caregiving. Learn about resources from your local area agency on aging about respite programs or daycare programs that will allow you to get a much needed and well-deserved break. No one can do this job alone. Look at your wider circle of support, faith community, neighbors, friends, distant relatives, etc., to see where you might get some nurturing for you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.okra.com for more great content.